Welcome to Growing Faith, a Basin City project of connecting to one another through personal history. Located in a small farming community in eastern Washington, we aren't just growing crops, we're growing faith. Every person has a unique story. Listen in as we share, connect, and learn from one another. Uh, welcome to the interview with Courtney and Tyler Casper. Hi, thanks for having us, Noah. Yeah, thank it's you. It's good to be here. <laughs> Let's get started with the first question. Uh, Courtney, how has living in the Basin City area affected your life? Um, that's a good question. I'm not from here, so I grew up kind of all over, but I did junior high and high school in Utah, and then... I went to BYU-Idaho, and from there, uh-huh. I met the Casper family. I met Brittany Casper, and then I met her brother, Tyler Casper, and I really liked him. And um, so that's kind of how I, I came to know the Basin City area. I remember the first time I came out here to visit Tyler and the Casper family. It was dark. We came out, like, in November or something, and I just remember I had never seen so many stars in my life <laughs> because there were no lights. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was like, wow. And... So living here, we, we got to move here about, um, has it been t- almost 10 years? Nine, maybe nine years we got to move back. It's impacted my life in every single way. It was really hard for me to move away from kind of the life that I had always known. And so it took me a couple years to maybe get the hang of it. <laughs> yeah. But I count it to be such a huge blessing to be able to call somewhere home. I moved a lot growing up yeah. and um, I never had like a home place. I never had like, you know, that home ward feeling. Like yeah. I never knew what that was or like that group of friends that you like you guys have that you're going to have had since you were little kids. I never had that experience. And so I kind of feel like I'm getting that now that I have this group of people that I love and know love me and are going to be hopefully around me for a long time. I just, that's been a hugely um, impactful thing to me to have a place that feels like home, that I call home, that I get to come home to has been a big deal for me. Yeah, yeah that's great that Basin City's kind of become your home, right? Yeah, Basin yeah. City's become home. I never thought I would say that, but I'm thankful for it. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, Tyler. Um, who is the most influential person in your life and why? I mean, besides Courtney. <laughs> um, I would say one of the most influential people in my life. I mean, obviously, we someone who's hopefully an influential person in our life is a savior, and he's a, definitely an influence in my life. But uh, here, I would say one of the most influential people in my life is probably my father, just because of what I've I've learned a lot from him, just following his example and... and uh, seeing how to navigate specific situations. I've also had the opportunity, though, I would say to, uh, throughout my life, to work for um, various individuals that I've been able to learn from and uh, learn, learn patience and learn, learn to love things that maybe it, right off the bat I wouldn't necessarily love or like. But um, I would say overall the, the most influential person in my life has probably been my dad because of because of the uh, probably the amount of time I've spent with him and uh, the things that I've learned from him. 
Yeah. Did you have a really good relationship with your dad when you were growing up? Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, I'm a lot like my dad. We, uh, we have a lot of the same interests, or I guess I have a lot of the same interests, and we spend a lot of time together. Um, different than the way that, <laughs> that Courtney was brought up. Um, I haven't left. I mean, I guess I have for a little bit, but this place has been my home my whole life, and uh, just because of the lifestyle, similar to yours, Noah, yeah, we spend a lot of time around our families um, in the agricultural world. And so, yeah, I would say that, uh, yes, I, I would say I did and continue to um, because we still live around each other. Yeah. One of the things that I think is unique about my family or one thing that's, I guess, special to my family is my family does not have a hard time sharing our feelings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that comes across maybe sharp to some people. Yeah. But the other blessing to that is I would say our family knows how to uh, get over something and move on. Yeah. And uh, not have that hold us back or have a, you know, there's not, I don't feel like there's a lot of skeletons in our closet in that realm because um, it's in the open and it's talked about, discussed, and then we move on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and it's been a big, it's been a priority, I think. I think that's a big deal that what relationships we try to prioritize and both people and both you and your dad both have, I think, made an effort to, to work on that relationship and keep it close. Yeah, I think being honest with your feelings is a really big factor in your relationship. Yeah. Okay, Courtney, mm -hmm. oh, you, you can both share, but Courtney first. Um, what are some of your hobbies or things you enjoy doing? Ooh, I have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> I like to do a lot of things. I I like art, so I like to do fancy letters. Yeah. I like to write. Um, I've written some books. Oh, that's cool. I like graphic design. So I've taught myself a lot of graphic design things. I like to hike and I like to learn. <laughs> I like to read books. I like to go camping. We do a lot of that together as a family. I like to try new things, but I'm not a big adrenaline rush yeah. kind of a person. So my try new things is like what's slow and safe <laughs> and less of what's fast and potentially dangerous. Um, but I like people. I like to throw a party. I like, a, I like a good dance party as a yeah. lot of the 13 year olds in the ward know. Um, I'm, I'm pro dance party. What about you, Ty? I would say a lot of my hobbies are almost exact opposite of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I love adrenaline. Um, I love, uh, but we do have a lot. We do a lot of camping. We do a lot of outdoor activities as a family. I love, uh, I love spending time in the mountains. I just, uh, I think that there's, uh, a piece that's that can be drawn from the mountains. I love activities that uh, I guess make me work. Um, I love to build things. Yeah. I like to uh, or take things apart and like then rebuild to take them. Things apart and know how things work. I love working on engines. I think uh, those things are fascinating. Um, I love spending time uh, tinkering in my garage um, on dirt bikes and yeah, um, water skiing, wakeboarding, all that. Um, so pretty much, if it involves outdoors and activities i'm i'm gonna probably try it and probably enjoy it yeah so you guys remember his, you remember his powered parachute oh yeah yeah he brought lindy to school right? i <laughs> did yeah i flew to school one time with that <laughs> that was the coolest day ever <laughs> she felt pretty cool we also we like to we love a good road trip yeah. together we like to explore new places and um 
try new foods and yeah he, i did learn how to drive a boat and pull him on a ski this summer so i'm i do try occasionally his adrenaline dangerous things yeah <laughs> skiing's not really dangerous <laughs> <laughs> okay um courtney what does it mean to you to live a christ-centered life you know i've asked this question to a lot of people and I love and appreciate how everyone's perspective is a little bit different about this question. Um, for me, I think I'm coming to learn, and I think I'm always going to keep learning what this means. And But for me right now, it means loving people with a period on the end of that. Yeah. Not a comma, not a but, not a if, not a when, but just loving people. And that's hard. It's really hard to love someone that has hurt you or love someone that has let you down or love someone you don't agree with or love someone um, you don't see eye to eye with or just don't like or just don't like or don't get along with or don't understand. So to me, that's that's what it, it means and what I'm, I'm working on and I'm trying to be better at is just to love people. And hold space for that. No matter what I might, my first instincts might be, because I'm a human mm-hmm. and I'm living this human experience and I have feelings and, and things, but to just love people. Yeah, that's a great answer. You have anything to add, Tyler? I think to live a Christ-centered life, you live in such a way that uh, people don't really question where you stand. But I, I also agree with what Courtney had said. Um, to live a Christ-centered life, there's going to be times in which you're hurt or in which you become offended or um, choose to um, see things differently than somebody else. But at the end of the day, you love them. Yeah. Um, and not only them, but you, you love yourself. Yeah. Um, which is probably the hardest part, part in that. Yeah. Um, I would say also serving people, I think is a way that which we show that we, um, are Christ-centric in our lives. Yeah. At least when I when I look out at others that I see or think they are a Christ-centered person, mm-hmm. that's that's probably what jumps out the most is who's going to be the first and and willing to help when when times aren't always fun or easy. Yeah. And that seems that uh, those individuals, at least to me, because I think what would you know if the Savior was here today, what would he be doing? I I don't think he would be the one sitting on the sidelines. He'd be the one helping. He'd be the one looking for for those in need of of rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, thank you. Um, so, how has your relationship with the Savior grown or changed as you got older? <laughs> I think as we get older, we. We see things, I think, for, for more as they really are. Meaning, uh, I, I think we're, we're taught things as children, and it's kind of black and white. Yeah. You know, we learn of, from primary age all the way up that, you know, this is, what's, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to get. This is, it's, it's very, as my wife and I talk a lot about, it's, it's a... I don't know, a transactional love. 
or that Heavenly Father and Jesus are transactional beings, right? We do yeah. something, they give something either of equal value or most of the time more value in return. And as I've gotten older, I've decided and I've learned that that is not correct because, because our Heavenly Father is the first one to give. Yeah. And I think that from a young age, I've always, I guess, thought or that, or maybe just felt that I had to do X, Y, Z, and that Heavenly Father blessed me with, with what he was going to give me. But God is way more gracious than what I think I and I think most of us deserve. And I think that through my life, that's probably the, I guess, the biggest lesson I've learned. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this is, I guess this is kind of a follow-up question. What is one truth you hold on during times of struggle? I think the truth that Tyler so eloquently just expressed is the, the truth that I hold on to, that God is good, better than we deserve even usually. And um, I just hold on to that truth that God is good, Jesus lives, Everything is for our highest good in learning. I think that's what I've learned the most growing up is that I used to ask a lot of questions like why? Mm-hmm. Like why would God let this certain thing happen? Or why why would God why wouldn't God stop this certain bad thing from happening or the hard thing? And I'm I'm learning to not ask why anymore and just really trust that everything is for our highest good and learning. And everything is as it should be, and nothing's going wrong. And God loves us more than we could possibly understand, and that love is constant. It doesn't even need to be earned. It's just a truth. God is love. And so I I think I hold on to that truth a lot when times are hard, and I'm learning to not ask why so much, and instead just lean in and trust that everything is as it should be, and everything's going to be okay, and... Yeah, that's a hard truth to learn. It is. And I think it's supposed to be hard. I don't I think that if it was easy, it wouldn't be as impactful. Yeah. You know, it's like we learning faith. What is faith? Faith is not knowing. Faith is being okay saying, I don't know for sure. I don't know everything. I I don't know, but I believe and I trust and I hope keep trying and I'm going to keep trying and that's all faith is I think when I was younger I thought that I was going to arrive at some place like eventually I would just get there and all this would be easy like when I was a teenager I was like someday all I have to do is just get to that point of like I don't even know in my mind it was like once I'm married or like maybe like once I go on a mission then I'm just gonna have everything figured out and it's just gonna be everything's I'm not gonna be tempted anymore I'm not gonna have you know trials I'm not gonna have questions I'm I'm just going to arrive at this magic place like the Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah. And I'm learning that that's just not true. That whether you're 13 or you're 18 or you're 30 or you're 40 and forever, we're always going to have to be learning faith, learning to trust, learning to rely on that goodness of God and keep keep trying, like you said. Yeah. Um. So President Nielsen said um, that the restoration is an ongoing process. Would you call that a restoration? Yeah. A personal restoration? Yeah, and, and just it's forever, and we're always in the process of being restored. Yeah. I love that, Noah. Yeah. 
I yeah, that's just something I thought of right now. I um, really love that. Thanks. For and sharing. part of the restoration, the biggest part of the restoration was revelation. Yeah. Yeah, revelation to, yeah. So, okay, so if we're constantly being personally restored, then we also need to be constantly pursuing personal revelation. Yes. I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that I cannot save myself. I'm the type of person that likes to feel like I have control over certain situations and that by my actions... If I, you know, if the things that I do are going to ultimately have, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to control a specific situation. In some situations, that's the case. Yeah. But one of the biggest things that I've learned is that when it comes to my eternal salvation, I cannot save myself. A savior is required. And I think that that's one of the things I've learned a lot about is, or at least feel strongly about is have the importance of the grace, the grace of God. Yeah. And that we are so reliant on the Savior. Um, we've already been forgiven for the things that we will do. Uh, and we are just asked to, to repent. Yeah, just forgive ourselves. I think sometimes we, we don't really, we don't believe that. Yeah. And we hold ourselves um, to, a, to either a, a, a level that, that we don't ever come to that forgiveness of ourselves. But knowing that the Savior has suffered, and that he will, he or the, the Heavenly Father will provide us grace, you know, in the end, and that he does want us to return to live with him, and that it's, it is out of my reach, yeah. but I can try, and I can work, and I can, I can try to be the best I can, but at the end of the day, I, I can't do it on my own. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've always been taught that you can only control yourself, and that's true, but can't even control some parts of yourself and you need to save if you're that yeah that's exactly right yeah what is one thing you would tell yourself about what we've been you know talking about um to help you through a trial or your future self no you your, would, younger your younger self or your younger self i think it's so interesting because now Lindley is how old i was actually she's older than i was but really when i started to make having to deal with a lot of hard things my parents got divorced yeah. when I was 11 and we moved and I started to having to um, hold a lot of nuance in life, especially in f f my faith. And so I just, if I could go back, I would just tell myself and tell anyone who's younger than me, it's going to be okay. And the reason it's going to be okay is because Jesus loves you. Like, I know that's just such a simple thing, but I wonder how many of us, and I know that I often, you know, laid in bed at night and thought, I've really done it this time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm too far. <coughs> I'm too far gone this time. Or this is too hard. Or this is too complicated. And I, I wish I could go back and just say, like, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. This is all for your highest good. And Jesus loves you. Tyler, you have anything to add? Yeah, I do. I, I would say that if I could go back or tell my past self something, it would probably be to, to slow down and not rush things. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's actually really good advice. Yeah. And, uh, and enjoy the moment. Yeah. I think even, even now, 
we'll we'll do things as a family with friends or something, and I'll be like, oh man, I I'll rush through this and then immediately think, I can't wait to do that again. <clears throat> and I have learned in my life, you can never recreate an experience to what it was. Things change. Things are different. Either people, attitudes. You can never change. Time. 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 Goes fast. So enjoy the moment. The other thing that I would say or tell myself is the importance of good decisions. Yeah. Um, our decisions we make, even at your age, truly do matter um, from the things we decide to surround ourselves with, from the things we decide to learn, the direction that we decide to go in our life. They truly do matter um, from a young age. And so really give thought to the, the decisions you're making and then and, and try to have the spirit involved in those as well. I, yeah. I didn't do that as well as I should have as a young person. I probably I could definitely do better today. I think all of us could. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But knowing, but knowing that those decisions are important, I think would have changed maybe some of the decisions that I would have made. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And even, especially the small ones yeah. matter yeah. probably the most. For sure. They yeah. do. They matter. Our life is a culmination of many decisions. And Jesus is there to help the saviors there to restore any decisions, right? Like we were talking about restoration, like restore the decisions that we make that maybe aren't our best decisions and there's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. Even I, I'm looking at Tyler like, when you're married this long, you know a lot about each other. Yeah. And we know the, the decisions that we've made that haven't been our best decisions. And yet, being able to know that like God's restoring Tyler and God's going to keep restoring me and we get to keep trying and we get to keep, um, I think is powerful and I don't know I think we're still learning that yeah, yeah I think we'll always be learning that yeah okay um last question um Tyler you can answer this first um do you have a favorite scripture and if so what is it Ooh. um yeah I to pull mine out I'm gonna pull mine out so I can read it so this is this has been one of my favorite and I don't know if it's my absolute favorite but it's one I think about often I've, I've loved the scripture, Doctrine and Covenants 130, 20, and 21. And it says, There's a law irrevocably decreed in heaven before the foundations of this world, upon which all blessings are predicated. And when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to the laws upon which it is predicated. Um, I like that because I truly believe that when we try, that our Heavenly Father does bless us. Mm -hmm. um, I also believe he blesses us without trying. Yeah. But I believe that it is a truth that when we turn towards the Savior and our Heavenly Father, they will bless us in ways that will change us, that will make us better, that will give us strength. But it's not always the promise that they're going to change and bless us in the ways we want. Yeah. Um, but I think it's something that I always do remember, specifically when I maybe want to make a choice that is maybe not the direction I should go. I think to myself, 
is this something that I want to receive blessings in or am I going a different path? My favorite, well, one of my favorite ones, I really love the scriptures. One of my favorite ones is Isaiah 25, 8 and 9. It says, he will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall be, shall he take away from off all the earth for the Lord hath spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. I I just love the scripture. I remember reading it um, this year and having lost my brother just a little over a year ago. I don't know that there's more painful things than grief to have to experience. I think it's a one of these parts of these human experience that is comes for all of us and it's heavy and I just love the scripture and promise that our savior, I love that word, like our savior, the master healer will swallow up death and victory, that this isn't the end for any of us, that the Lord God will wipe away all the tears from all the faces. Um, and that even as we wait for him and wait, we all do in our own ways, that we will be glad and rejoice in his return and his salvation and that that's coming for all of us at the end of this human experience is something so amazing and so filled with love and so so worth rejoicing over that um that no grief or hard thing is forever yeah yeah what's yours noah um i've always liked the story of like nephi you know prevailing against Lamech and lemuel but I don't think they were always, yeah. you know, what you think of as laymen. And laymen. Yeah. Um, and when Lehi is talking to them, saying to be like the uh-huh. like the valley, um, be strong and to be steadfast and principled. So I really like that. Yeah, we love Laman and Lemuel. They were they were trying. Yeah. They were up against some hard stuff, and I often f- see myself in them and their journey. Like, I th- really relate to them. I think more than more often than not, yeah, we are, like you said, on their journey. Yeah. Okay, um, that's about all of the questions. Thank you for uh, letting me interview you. Yeah, thanks, Noah. This was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was You had some really good questions. Yeah, thank you. Making us think over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs>